Previously on the Nature of My Game podcast. What are you all doing in here? My name is Genevieve Cornelia Vanderbilt, and we have a very good reason for being here. He'd tell me about his business when he was feeling downhearted, and he was often feeling downhearted, let me tell you. We are not officers of the law. We are officers of the arts. And he gives like a big flourish. We are tuned to a higher frequency, a different frequency, a more beautiful frequency. She shoots you on the spot. That's our boy, who we all know very well. There were three men asking around about him earlier that day. Uh-huh. What are you going to say there? What about him? The woman stress more than anything that he should avoid the king, avoid his princesses, and should not seek the nobles of Carcosa. I think that's the kind of thing that stimulates Percy, that makes him curious. So this is unsettling and strange, but I think it's right up his alley. The one that you made of Casilda has a mask covering her face now. Have a nice breakfast and some tea, and then uh, make sure I have my gun stowed. It's not just what was written on the walls of Calvin Lee's apartment. There seem to be actual copies of this play circulating around the art scene in Paris. Oxfordshire, England, February 17th, 1888. Frances Anderson pulled her black overcoat around herself to block some of the chill from the wind that was whipping around her as she trudged through the cemetery outside her boarding school. Frances walked just a bit apart from the rest of her class, unable to focus enough to carry on a conversation with anyone. As she looked down, averting her face from the wind, she saw that her shoes were covered in mud, but she didn't care. Sure, she and Miss Duddington hadn't gotten along, but she was still sad that she had died. No one could possibly accuse her of being that callous. Not that anyone had, other than maybe Frances herself. But something else, something even more worrying, was weighing on Frances' mind. But no, she wouldn't think of that now. She picked up the pace a bit and found herself just behind a group of three of her classmates and could now hear their conversation. You know where they found her, right? One was saying. She was in her classroom, of all places. Gross, said another one. They're not going to make us go back in there for class, are they? I doubt it, said the first again. I bet it's haunted. You know, I heard when they found her, she had a look of terror on her face. Maybe she saw a ghost. Frances laughed in spite of herself. These girls didn't know the first thing about ghosts. But the humor was short-lived as the weight of the girl's words fell on Frances. She had had a look of terror on her face. But no, thought Frances, it couldn't have been. As if given no choice, Frances's mind flashed back to a few days earlier. She had just gotten into an argument with Ms. Duddington about how finished, or unfinished, one of Frances's projects was, and Frances had been, well, out for a bit of revenge. She had snuck into Ms. Duddington's classroom, just hoping to cause a bit of mischief. It was gloomy in the classroom at night, but Frances could at least be assured that no one would find her up there, and that no one would know she'd been there. She lit a candle, which shed just enough light for Frances to find what she was looking for, an example painting that Ms. Duddington had done for the class. It was meant to be the Roman Senate, a crowd of men standing around in various poses of argument, confusion, and discussion, all wearing togas and sandals. A bit of mischief, that's all Frances was looking to do. She rummaged around and found some paints and a brush and brought them over to the painting of the Senate, setting down the candle next to the canvas. But now, what to do, she thought. But it didn't take her long to decide. 
She'd read enough gothic novels by now to have a good sense of what would unsettle a person, especially a person like Ms. Duddington. And so Frances started to paint. An hour later, Frances dropped the brush and admired her work. In the light of the candle, Frances looked from left to right across the Senate floor, where each senator now wore a simple, pallid mask. So I feel like we're getting we're getting near the climax of this story, right? It's you know, I, I feel like um, the threats may start coming uh, more fast and furious than they have so far. And so again, I think we're gonna we're gonna, we can take this both from the character and from the player perspective. Um, you can answer either or both ways. But what do you think you're most afraid of? In this scenario, because I'm not Ooh. sure the answer to that is necessarily clear. There, I don't. I'm not sure that there's like a big bad, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think you're most afraid of as a player and/or as a character? Um, I think honestly, for both me and Rose, we're afraid of uh, going crazy. Okay. <laughs> like mm-hmm. losing our minds. That there's just gonna be there's just gonna be t- uh, yeah. like too much of an assault of weird things happening. That is just going to like there's yeah. you're just gonna you're just gonna collect too many shot cards, and it's just gonna like it's just gonna and be just over. gonna unravel. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. that feels even more like sad. Honestly, I think for both me and Rose, the character, because like, you know, after the first game, it was like, you know, Rose, she's just this tough girl. She was going Mm -hmm. into it. She's like blazing forward and like a ton of bad stuff happened to her. And so like going into this, like she's bringing all that trauma in there. And like there is some hope of like, okay, maybe this is just the world we live in. and I have to figure out how to navigate it. So it would be like so sad to like not Mm -hmm. actually be able to handle Mm -hmm. it at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and just like absolutely crumble. So. Got it. Yeah. That's a very fair thing to be afraid of. Absolutely. (laughs) Especially with how poor Rose keeps living on the edge. (laughs) I think it's it's the second time in any of the Yellow King scenarios that have been played. This is the fourth one that has been played uh, between Mm. or among season one, season five, and and Cold as Ice. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. this is, I think in this scenario is only the second time that a role has been made where someone could have been eliminated from the game. The first was when Donald rolled to see if he turned to stone. That was not great. And then I think this second one where if you, it was only a one in six chance, but if you had rolled a one Mm -hmm. on that composure test before you would have, you would have gone crazy Um, when you saw Bastien's body in the shed. So, I mean, it's definitely on the table. It's definitely on the table. Right. Absolutely. I think for Francis, it's a, it's funny, I was thinking about this earlier. She's she's referenced it before, and then I kind of went back and I was like, oh, no, that's exactly what it's been for her. Because literally, the is it the doorway to heaven is the name of that adventure. That was literally about doors the doors heaven, yeah. 
uh, yeah, like the doors to Notre Dame being reformed into something mm-hmm. that could potentially open up this this door to somewhere else. And then they had this adventure underneath the Paris Opera House where like they opened a door and found themselves on this shoreline. Um, so I think she's very scared there is a door out there that is open and that more things are going to be coming through. But like, I think she's also scared because she hasn't heard anything from Donald and Monty. And like, that is worrying her. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those things where like, the reason is because those two players are not part <laughs> of this particular adventure. But like, Francis doesn't know that. Right, yeah. <laughs> so I think she is scared for them. I think specifically during this time right now. Mm-hmm. I think that Genevieve is scared for Percy because she mm. knows that he thinks he's going to die in some gruesome way. And so now that we've like found ourselves in this situation, her whole like everything is pointing towards like, oh, this is that thing, maybe. So she's just like worried that she she has to try and figure it out before that happens. But for me, I'm I would be afraid that Genevieve will die because that would be sad. <laughs> what do you it's think is mo- what do you think is most likely to kill her in this scenario? Like I feel like like it seems like it has to be something bigger than this skulk creature, but then it often seems like you think you're trying to fight this like really big, like you said, like big bad, like like the duchess or the mm-hmm. the king or the princesses even, and then it's just gonna be like this little skulk thing, just like we have a bad couple of bad rolls and it just like rips someone apart, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like that seems like the most likely, honestly. Like we're probably gonna have to fight it, and it's probably gonna be pretty hard. <laughs> I think Percy is actually less afraid of his, what what may be his impending doom um, than Genevieve is because he's always had this sense and this like you know premonition of it coming. And I think I think one because he's always had this sense, he's actually not positive that this is it because mm. it could be a lot of things. Uh, I think he sees death in a lot of places, but I also think he he's curious. He wants to know. He's always had this feeling. He wants to know what that is that's coming for him. I do think he's a little alarmed about the potentially supernatural connection, though, partly because he feels a little bit of an affinity um, mm. for, um, why can I not remember her name? Um, Casilda. Casilda, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, th- I think the fact that he feels that, you know, a little bit of something there is alarming for him because he knows that she's kind of a gateway to that whole <laughs> world, seemingly. I think for me, um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm afraid of this skulk thing. It seems kind of alarming. Um, <laughs> it's got I mean, a lot know, of teeth. People ripped to pieces, and it, that seems like a baddie we don't want to engage with, potentially. But maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm concerned for Francis, because Francis, I think, in the back of her head is like, ah, I've, I've killed weird monsters before. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I can do it again. <laughs> no, not necessarily. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think both of the I think both the fight against the Mycar, which is the gargoyle creature, and mm-hmm. the fight against the ghost ended with an even an even difference, which is a win for the players, but like obviously yeah. it's very close to a loss. And as we know, uh the fight against the Duchess did not go very well for um for yeah. Rose and Manu, so 
again, definitely possible. Mm. All right, none of you said that you were most afraid of these three men, um, but they are who is in front of you right now. So um, Genevieve's packing like, a gun. <laughs> they feel I think like we're henchmen. Okay. Yeah. I'm not afraid of henchmen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you are just art students. Um, <laughs> but very cocky ones. Yes. <laughs> In that hierarchy, henchmen may be above art student, actually. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so you decided that the only way that you were going to make any progress was to go to the park and see if you could follow in Fernau Rubo's footsteps to try to find this creature. Uh, but you figured you would stop by the church along the way just to see if you could um, see anything there before heading to the park because you don't think that Bastien was killed randomly. And as you neared the church, you heard voices um, speaking loudly down an alleyway near the church and you look around and you see three men who very much fit the description of the men who seem to have been asking around about Fernau um, to the landlady and to others in the Latin Quarter um, and so they seem to be somewhat interested in whatever it is that's going on and I think the thing the, the thing that you hear is before yeah I think the thing that you hear is the the burly older man say we need to find it and we need to find it quickly otherwise i i'm afraid of what fate awaits me and so we can't just stop we can't stop looking for it we have to find it and then i think he turns and looks and sees the four of you Oops. standing there oh just really like, hoping we could it? just <laughs> back around a corner yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just really hoping we could do a little sneaking <laughs> too sudden if you wanna, if you wanna go back, I I, I will allow no, a group a group no. sneak roll. If you if you wanna if you wanna do that, we can do a piggybacking roll if you want. I feel like we weren't expecting to find them. No, I don't think you were. Yeah, but we did hear their voices. Like true. Do you think we would have just like walked right up and out into the open? Well, I Maybe. don't know. Let's Maybe. do yeah. let's let's, right. let's let's do a yeah. let's do a group sneak roll. Let's let's do a group okay, sneak okay. roll. Um, so this is a it's a. I think this can kind of be a combination of a, both a piggybacking and a cooperation, which are two different ways of doing group roles in this game. So in either case, someone has to lead the action yeah. mm -hmm. and they can spend as many points from their pool in sneaking as they want to. Everyone else to kind of join in on that role has to spend one point from their pool. Uh, we can talk about what happens if they're unable to do so, but everyone has to spend one point from their sneaking pool. That's how piggybacking works, because those points don't get added to the roll. Cooperation means that they spend a point, but they can also spend more points to further add to the role of the leader, if that makes sense, right? So let's say, for instance, Emily was the leader. She decided to spend two points Everyone else would have to spend one, and if anybody else wanted to spend more than one, they could add to Emily's two. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And then we just roll once. You just roll once, yes. The leader rolls and adds mm -hmm. whatever it is that you've decided to add. I mean, I did say I'm, I'm pretty good at sneaking around corners, because I have five in sneaking total. Ooh. Okay. So I'm happy to lead and spend three. Yeah, I don't have any more points to spend in sneaking though. Interesting. So I'm <laughs> breaking um, down the doors. Uh -oh. <laughs> so. <laughs> so let me. Let, that, it, that's still there is still a way to do it. Let me um. Okay. Let me confirm. Let me read from the text. 
For every character who is unable to pay this piggybacking cost, either because they lack pool points or do not have the ability at all, the difficulty number of the attempt increases by two. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Wow. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you don't, again, you don't know what the difficulty is, um, but, nope. but because Rose does not have any sneaking points, the difficulty will increase by two. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We should try it, right? Because it's like, yeah. Worst case, we're not able to sneak, then we're still there (laughs) in front of them. (laughs) Yeah? I don't know. So Genevieve and Percy, you have to spend at least one to go along with the roll, and then any more that you want to spend will get added to Francis's roll. I'm just going to spend the one, because I only have two to start, so. Fair. Mm -hmm. I'll spend two, because I have three. Okay. So that'll be a plus four to your roll, Francis? Yes. Um, why don't you describe to me what the what the three points that you're spending represent? Um, I think I think definitely in this case, Francis happens to be in the lead at this moment. Okay. And I think as we near the church, I think she just gets back to that twitchy place where she was before, where she started scanning the ceilings, not the ceilings, the rooftops, scanning around the lower things, and so I think that attention leads her to hear these voices a little earlier than she might otherwise. And so I think that gives her time to like put her arms out and kind of like signal to everyone, stop right now. Stop right now. Be quiet. Listen. Okay. Um, Um, And then um, Genevieve, what's your one added point? Um, How are you helping both yourself and the group stay quiet? um, I think that I also just heard the voices um, and was like very like paying attention to my surroundings because I, you know, wanted to make sure I knew everything that was going on. And so when we heard the voices, it was kind of like we were looking for something and then this was like a clue. So it mm-hmm. was like, OK, uh, you got to mm. hold on a second. We might learn something here. So we like stop and <laughs> gotcha. All right. Uh, cool. Francis, go ahead and roll with your plus four. Well, is it plus four but minus two? No, plus four, and that might, but the difficulty has gone up by two. The difficulty, mm-hmm. thank you. Okay, I remember things that were said to me less than five <laughs> minutes ago. Absolutely, that is a three on the die, so seven total. Seven total. All right, so Francis, I think you peek around the corner. You see the three men. You hear everyone hears them. Say, the the one man say. We have to find it, otherwise I, I don't know what my fate will be. We can't stop now. And then, Francis, you kind of, like, move your head back around the corner um, without mm-hmm. them seeing you. Yeah. And then I think she's going to turn to the other three and be like, Guys, <laughs> it's them. And you can um, you can whisper. It's okay. It's, uh, it's, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I do realize that mouthing the words was not perhaps the best <laughs> option. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. I, uh, take two. <laughs> um, it's them. It's it's the three of them. It's the three of them. I do. Did you hear the last bit? Because I think they're going to keep talking. I think. Yeah. yeah. Rose. Rose yes. nods. Yes. Let's and, keep listening. Uh, we should all like kind of squeeze into that corner mm-hmm. a little more. If we've all stopped here, do they carry on? Uh, you hear one of the other men resp- respond. Um, fine, but I, I'm getting overtime for this, right? Hmm. And then the the first man says, yes, yes, fine. Let's go this way. Um, And it sounds like they're moving in the direction toward you. Ah! Oh, okay. Where's the church? I mean, so it's not like a a grid, 
right? It's not yeah. it's not like the smoothest grid. So they're coming on an alleyway. They're coming down like towards you down an alleyway. You are on a more main road and the church is, you know, nearby. Um, you don't have to go down the alleyway to get to the church, but... Okay, mm-hmm. so can we just turn around and walk back the way we came? So it looks like we're walking away from the alley if they come out. Mm. Sure. I do. I wonder if we want to confront them, since we yeah. have, like, the advantage of surprise, and they might know something for us. Possible. Mm-hmm. But should we all approach them, or should it be just, like, one or two people, just in case these guys get, like, a little rough, and so, like, someone else is, like, keeping an eye out? I don't know. Do we mm. want to, Do we want them to know that all of us are potentially looking for the same thing? Because I was thinking of following, so we could potentially, mm. in this half yeah. second, like, mm-hmm. if two people wanted to step forward and confront, or another combination of numbers, but, like, someone else or two more could try to, like, duck into a shop doorway or something and be out of sight. I like yeah. that. I think Or Percy not confront them at all and just follow. <laughs> we have many options. <laughs> what do, do you wonder... think, Percy? You seem like you're, you're itching to... <laughs> I just want to... I feel like they're here. We should get something out of them now because we already have mm-hmm. leads. So I kind of want them to, like, inform where our leads are taking us rather than just like following. Because the way mm-hmm. they're talking, they don't really sound like they know what they're doing at the moment. But maybe Fair. they have something that, in our context, would make a lot more sense and is interesting. That makes a lot of sense. Plus, the hangar's back if everything goes very sideways. <laughs> Suddenly, the numbers double. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. True. And we could always just say, oh, carry on with your day, sirs, and then follow them. Because <laughs> so, they will have not seen two of us. True. Yeah. All right. I like divide and conquer plan. So two of you are attempting to, like, hop into a shop and hide. I mean, or, you know, like, get out of you, and two of you are planning to say something to them who's doing what uh i mean i think i think rose will be like one of the followers maybe like the hangers back i don't know if she would be great at that conversation so if Mm. percy is confronting then genevieve is probably with him yeah yeah that makes sense okay reluctantly Um, Mm -hmm. also um lindsay go ahead and check one of your tick boxes um because you just succeeded on a roll (gasps) Yes, yes. Okay. True. Cool. Um, But if you're going to try to hop into somewhere without them seeing you, I think that's probably a sneak test. Ah, Oh, no. Is it? I think it is. (laughs) Can I just walk walk in the opposite direction? Isn't that not sneaking? Yeah, you can. I'm just going to walk. I'm just going to walk in the opposite direction. Okay. Is that good? Yeah. I'm just going to walk in the opposite direction. You and and I'd like to stay closer. I'd like to stay closer so that I can keep an ear out. Because I think that's smart to have two different ways Mm -hmm. of potentially sneaking around. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fine. So I think I am going to need a sneaking test from Francis to stay close without being obvious that you're listening. So you're not hiding. You're just kind of walking leisurely. Yes, you're hovering. Exactly. Yeah. Hovering just out of reach. (laughs) I, uh, I only have two sneaking left, but... Hopefully we won't have to sneak that often. So it feels a little silly to waste it all of these three thugs, <laughs> but like, why not? I'll I'll go ahead and spend my last two. Okay. So um, how is she being? Uh, how what is what does her hovering look like? What is she like pretending to do? Or I think 
So I've been picturing it like the opening of the alleyway and that we kind of stopped just short Mm -hmm. of where it opens. So I think she's going to put her back up against the wall that's there. Um, She's got her sketchbook and I think she's going to pretend to be like watching across the way and like sketching somebody's like little flowers on their window um, as she listens. Cool. And yeah, what are you doing, um, Rose? You're just kind of walking the other way with purpose? Yeah, I think so. Okay. She's trying to throw the air that she's like, I have somewhere to be. I'm yeah, going yeah, somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Like it. Okay. Um so they uh they oh yeah, you're gonna you're gonna roll. Yeah, your, yeah, yeah roll I mean or, or we could just carry No, 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 off. go ahead. It's go ahead, just roll. fine by me. <laughs> That's a one on the die, so I got a three. Okay, that is actually enough uh, because they are not really looking for this. So, oh. um, so that's a second success for you there, Rose. <gasps> Woo! Helping. You guys are doing it. All right. <laughs> um, and so they they exit the alley, and they I think see all of you probably, but they definitely see that Genevieve and and Percy are like looking at them. Hmm. So before Percy talks to them, does his underworld knowledge inform him at all about what kind Ooh. of characters these might be? They don't look like criminals to you. Oh. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> odd. Not even the two like younger <laughs> muscle-looking guys? No. <laughs> Interesting. Do they look like they belong in a certain like social scene? Yeah, um, he the older man looks wealthier. His clothes are nicer. The younger men look like more like working class. It's you know they don't they don't look poor necessarily, but they look working class. And one of them said, "I'm getting overtime for this, right?" And the other guy yes, said, "Yes." Yeah. So they seem to work for him. I think using his knowledge of society, Percy will address the the older, wealthier looking man and just say, "I wouldn't oh, say I wealthy to be clear." Just ah, he's not, not he's kind not of society. Yeah, no, he's not like he's not wearing finery. He just like mm. his clothes he's are not like a Vanderbilt. He looks I, like if if we're if we're like looking at like ancient Roman class, he he's like merchant class. You would say, if that makes sense. Uh, like his clothes look yeah. merchant class, not noble class, um, but not working yeah. class either. Uh-huh. Hmm. I, mean, I think Percy will go up to them and just say. What is it? It's morning, right? At this point? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. I couldn't help but notice you seem to be looking for something. And the the older man says, uh, yes, we're looking for a, a lost dog, uh, a guard dog. Ah, where did you last see it? Oh, somewhere in this neighborhood. That's very interesting, because last night I happened to see a very peculiar dog myself. Oh, no, no, it was this morning. Um, what is, I need to think about this. What was the, what was peculiar about the dog? Well, well, it was quite large. Not much of an animal man myself. <laughs> Interesting. Where did you see it? Not far from here, actually. It, it ran down one of these alleys. I, I must admit, I had, I had had a few. It was late at night. I don't remember exactly where, but it, it scuttered away and it made a very strange strange motion the w- the way it moved around unnerved me interesting well keep an eye out for that uh have a good day and they like start <laughs> walking away oh no <laughs> hmm i think genevieve is going to jump in here and say wait come back he kind of he kind of look he kind of looks back at you with kind of like a who do you think you are look and says 
Oh, who are you commanding me around? I'll <laughs> leave if I want to. My name is Genevieve Cornelia Vanderbilt, and is I don't think I Is that supposed to mean something to me? Yes, in <gasps> fact, it is. I'm going to use um, some steel here. Okay. If you don't know who I am, you should know at this point, and you won't be happy if you displease me. All right, then, Ms. Vanderbilt, who are you? I think I just told you, and you have not given me your name, sir. Fine. My name is Jules. Jules Brio. I own a local wine importing service. Ah, wine. Jules, you must be after my own heart. Tell me more. Tell me more about what you do. Yes, you American students think you love wine, don't you? (laughs) Is he not familiar with the Vanderbilts, this guy? (laughs) (laughs) It's incomprehensible He might be It seems as if you genuinely don't know who we are (laughs) How curious (laughs) Well sir, I assure you that the Vanderbilts purchase much good wine And if we haven't purchased from you before Perhaps it's because you don't sell wine of the type that we're looking for Got (laughs) him Vanderbilt does not sound like a French name and we import wine for the French people. So you, you have no American imports? Perhaps you should uh, be interested in them. American wine. Why would we <laughs> import American wine? We are in France. Sir, you mistake me. I meant import to the Americas. There's much money there. Ma'am, I, you may be wealthy, but I believe you're talking about exporting. We are importers. Yes, excuse me, I, I don't do much importing or exporting myself, but I do purchase. <laughs> Come on, that's got to hurt Rose's ego a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it does, yeah, but she's not going to let it show. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think... Um, Genevieve's about the- to get into a fist fight with this guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She pulls out her gun. Yeah, we've oh. lost the thread entirely of what we're looking for. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think Percy will say to him, "Ah, oh, as a man with a nose for wine, have you noticed a strange smell around here lately? Bit sweet, bit saccharine, a little bit too much, perhaps." No, no, nothing like that. Oh, come on. Uh, so Francis Scott. is like on the other side of this wall. Like, is it? I assume these answers are pinging her ability oh, yeah. to assess their honesty. Absolutely. Uh huh. She is just rolling her eyes. They're <laughs> definitely not looking for a guard dog, and they definitely um, know exactly what he's talking about with the smell, though. They're not saying it. Yeah. Hmm. We have one other card to play, and I, I guess we might as well, because we're having the conversation with these guys. But, mm-hmm. um, by the way, since you mentioned that you're looking for something, I'm also looking for something. Um, a, a, a good friend of mine, someone who <gasps> likes to stay out late into the night, oh. just as I do, and prefers the finer things, finer women in life. Um, his name is Mr. Rubo. Have you seen him? I've never heard that name in my life. And, um, Francis, that sounds like the truth to you. Oh. Mm. Her eyebrows shoot up. That that throws me for an absolute loop. I was not expecting that. Does Percy have negotiation? No, uh, Genevieve does, right? I know. I just feel like Genevieve may have <laughs> missed her opportunity <laughs> for that. <laughs> does Percy have negotiation? Maybe I'm wrong about that. No, no, he does not. He has official dumb. <laughs> Percy can Fashion. throw money at people, but he doesn't know how to get anything for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think that uh, 
this wine cellar might be interested in like an invitation to a fancy party or it does not seem like it he seems preoccupied <laughs> and and in fact he says and if there's not anything else i we must be going and he like t- they like turn to walk away yes yes of course we'll let you know if you if we see your dog he doesn't even respond and they continue to walk <laughs> where are they walking toward the church like, mm, okay yeah i guess I guess we let him go. Just kind of hang back. Wait, okay, wait. Was this the guy from from the the, the ice thing? No. No, okay. but I but I really should have made it him, shouldn't I? <laughs> but I did not. No, no. That, I mean, it that, would be. Didn't that guy die? Well, then he I killed. don't remember. I remember I, that there yeah, was a yeah, guy yeah, in yeah, he died, the white yeah. merchant. Yeah, he okay, died. cool, cool, cool. These guys, the- very <laughs> not forthcoming. <laughs> No, they suck. <laughs> he did say. I mean, he he gave you his name and the and the and the fact that he was a wine importer, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That may be it helpful. It was not nothing. And he did <laughs> seem to imply, right, that he actually didn't know the name we gave him, even yeah. though he had just been at the apartment the other day. It did seem that way. Yes. That's wild. How did he know how to find that apartment without knowing the guy's name? Does he have another name or something? Or maybe they just had another way to to get that trail. Yeah, yeah, like maybe the Duchess didn't share or didn't really know his name or didn't share his name and just said, like, this is where he lives. That's true. That's true. I hadn't thought of that. Hmm. I mean, it's not like I expected these guys to be like, why, yes, good no. sir. We're on the look for <laughs> A very strange creature. <laughs> Have you seen it? Uh, but you were dropping, like, good indicators. Come on, my dudes. Yeah, I was like wondering. Honestly, I, I had not really thought through how that discussion would go before we started <laughs> it. So. Oh, there's no, there's no time. What do we think? I mean, if we go to the church, they're gonna be there. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be like, oh, you again? Hello, hello. That's the thing. Ah, <laughs> oh, they're just so tricky. I also don't think it's necessarily bad if they see us at the church. Yeah, it'd be odd. Yeah, well, we could just be like, we're still looking for our dog. <laughs> Are you also looking for your dog here? <laughs> your strange, pale, beady-eyed dog that has an unusual amount of teeth? I guess, did we give any, other than the name, which they didn't seem to recognize, did we yeah. give anything away that would tell them that we're on the same trail they are? We could just be like, oh, cool, Americans looking at a church. That's awesome. I mean, but didn't but didn't you say that you, oh, you didn't say you were looking for a dog. You said you had just seen one the night before, yes. right? Yes. A strange yeah. looking dog. Yeah. Quite intentionally. Yeah. Smart. I, ju- I didn't really say what we were doing there. No. Yeah. We just yeah. asked them if they were looking for something. Right, 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 right. Although I was wondering, like, if we did tell them... Like, I was almost thinking if I was going to use negotiation, I just felt like I couldn't anymore. <laughs> but, like, we're looking for the same thing. Maybe we can help each other. Because mm. they seem to genuinely be, like, desperate. Like, you know. What fate awaits them if they don't find it. Right. Or, like, what happens if Jules Brio doesn't find it. Because obviously mm-hmm. those two guys are <clears throat> couldn't care less. Yeah. So what do you all think you want to do? So we could go into the church, and yeah. if the guys are there, we can try a different strategy. Yes. Or if they're not there, like it's we we saw them going in the direction of the church. So we did we actually see them go in the church? No, no, no. They're just walking in that direction, and then they kind of okay. turn the corner and disappear from view. 
Okay. And then if they don't go in the church, we could also just go in the church and try and talk to the priest like we were going to. Or we could just try and follow them wherever they go. Like, I think team hang back um, can continue to hang back and try to to just follow as best we can at the direction that they went. Because if nothing else, we can remain outside and, mm-hmm. like, smell around <laughs> <laughs> while you guys try to to get a little more information from inside. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like we could reverse the roles where, like, you two go ahead and, like, follow them pretty closely within. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could see if they go inside the church or something. Because oh. they, they haven't seen you. Or they've seen you, but they don't. They haven't put, I don't think, like, put us together. And then we could hang back behind and, like, head that way. I like that. But mm-hmm. mostly stay far enough back that they can't really see us. That sounds okay. smart. So wait, are we going into the church? Like, we're just like, we're going to go into the church and, like, mind our own business, but, like, kind of see what they're doing? Or we're following them still? Well, right I now think- I think you're going to follow at a distance. And then yeah. if okay. they go into the church, you will follow yeah. them. And if they okay. don't go into the church, though, what will what will we do? Yeah. I feel like if they don't go into the church, like, we could go into the church. You and I could go into the church. Mm-hmm. And they could keep mm-hmm. following them? Yeah. Yeah. That someone works. should go in and someone should not. Mm-hmm. Well, right. But the question is, do you, should Francis and Rose just commit to following them, whichever choice they make? Yes. That was our plan. Yeah. So I think that's that's what we should do. All right. Sure. Sounds good. Okay. So... I, Francis and Rose kind of meet back up together and start moving towards the direction that the three men went. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you get to the end of the street where you saw them turn, and it doesn't look like they went toward the church. They mm. kind of turned down another street and are walking along. They are clearly still looking for something. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think we'll follow for the time being. But, like, trying to continue, I think, to hang back and not really be noticed as much as possible. Okay, sounds good. And then Genevieve and Percy, you, you know, kind of lag behind a bit and then walk down the street toward the church. And the gates are unlocked, but you see that there's, like, a sign hanging on the main door, uh, like, on the main entrance, the doors, with, like, a, it's got, like, a chain that's hanging from either end, and then there's, like, a sign in the middle. And the main doors to the church seem to be closed. Hmm. We've already walked around the church. Are there any other doors? There are other doors, yeah. So let's go see if any of the other doors are open. I guess the other question is, is there like an office or something? Hmm. Yeah, there's probably a parish office and like um, maybe like a rectory where the priests live. Hmm. So maybe try that. Kind of want to just go in the church. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right, see if the doors are open. Yeah, yeah, why not? Okay. Um, you walk As you walk a little closer to the main door, you see that the sign says closed, the one that's hanging um, across We're the main entrance. Is it in yes, English? Sure. No, it's in French. Ooh. Oh, no, I guess it would be in, I guess it would be in English because it's an Anglican church, so yes. Oh. It's in both English and French. Dang, okay. And you walk around the outside. There are other doors. They all seem to be locked don't really have any good ability to get into the like pick a lock or anything 
I mean, we kind of already looked at the church. I feel like our main goal is just to talk to the priest and see if, like, there's any reason to suspect that Bastion, like, had just recently gotten involved in something. So if the church is locked, I'm guessing that the priest would probably be in one of the other buildings. So I would say try and go to one of those. Yeah. Rectory or uh, parish office? Rectory. Uh, you go to the rectory, there's like a similar like door, like bell uh, rope as there was at the at the apartment building the, the night before. Just ring the bell. You don't want to bust in? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do. This poor guy. I don't know if he can take another fright. No. Uh, Just break locks across Paris, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, they absolutely refuse to. They're like, we're right here. Just ring the doorbell. No. <laughs> the it's the middle of way. the day. It's the middle Just of the die. day. Yeah, you could see him in the window. No. <laughs> um, you ring the bell and you don't hear anything inside. God, now did he have a heart attack? <laughs> Just try ringing it a couple more times. Nothing. I guess we check the office before we break into the rectory. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Um, There is a note written on the office door that says uh, the the staff of the church is out on business. Mm. Apologies for the inconvenience. Hmm. And the door is locked. Mm. (laughs) I mean, do we want to try and break in? I don't think either of us knows how to pick locks, but... Yeah, I guess we might as well try to break into the church office. I don't really know what we would find, but... Because what's the alternative? We just leave and go to the park? Yeah, or follow those. I guess we could just follow them, but probably not. Does anything seem amiss? I don't think you would think that anything does. It's not... You know, this church serves English expats, so it's not like it's the biggest congregation of all time. So there probably aren't that many priests. There probably isn't that big of a staff. And one of the members of the staff was brut- was found brutally murdered the <laughs> night before. And the other one may very well be at the hospital because he yeah, fainted. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I don't think this is particularly shocking that they're not, like, welcoming visitors at the moment. Like, literally, like, 12 hours later. Would we know if the groundskeeper would be likely to live on the grounds? Uh, It doesn't look like there's a place for him to have lived. And it's like, it's not like the grounds are that big. It's not like he's like needs to constantly tend it. Like Mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's not like a vast estate that he needs to stay on the grounds to take care of. So probably not. Okay. Fair. All right. I feel like it might not be worth it because like, he may not, if he didn't live here, the priest may not have even been involved in anything, you know? Like, it might just be a waste of our <laughs> pool points and, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It just seems like an unnecessary trouble, perhaps. And I think, it feels like neither of us are, like, particularly suited for the breaking and entering here, so. Right. <laughs> How is the smell at the what office? What does that mean? You don't yeah, do we smell, smell anything? You don't smell the honeydew smell at all. No. Mm. To the park. Or somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then do we think we sh- would follow or just give up on those guys and not try and interfere? So, like, while we were doing this, they have, they're out of sight, right? We don't know yes. where they are. Correct. I, I did have a thought. Like, okay. if Frances was sitting there with, like, her charcoal out pretending to sketch, leaning up against the wall, 
she could have potentially left a message about like park by two. Well, I mean, like I think that. I think you all could have very quickly said, yeah. like, we're gonna you follow them, we're gonna go to the church, and then if we don't find anything, we're gonna head to the park and meet us there. Yeah, like, there's nothing mm-hmm. that's that's very easily have you make very sure that you guys said. know. Yeah. Okay. So all I right, think that's where I we think, would go. Yeah, because we probably would just cause more trouble if we <laughs> okay. ran into those guys again. <laughs> yeah, and okay. like this way we have a good a, a good expiration date on what is potentially a wild goose chase. Yeah. Cool. All right. So the two of you head toward the park. Meanwhile, for Rose and Francis, they the three men, you start to follow them and they very quickly like turn back into the neighborhood, like away from yeah. what is kind of a more open area where the church is. Hmm. Um, and so they start kind of winding their way down streets and alleys. And so mm-hmm. if you want to if you want to continue following them, you're going to have to get closer. Err. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you're gonna, you're, they're gonna, they're gonna go out of sight, and you're not gonna be able to find them anymore. I'm assuming a village on the outskirts of Paris is not laid out in a grid either. No, absolutely not. Yeah, so there's no way to like send somebody ahead and like triangulate around all the corners. <laughs> no, it's, it's much, it's much too confusing for that. It's like walking through Greenwich Village and trying to like follow somebody, but at a distance, which would be hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm happy to like mouth over to Rose, like, I'll get closer, you stay back. So that, like, Francis moves in to try to keep following. Um, and yeah. Rose is, is further back. Sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, all right, Francis, then I'm, if you're going to try to get closer, I'm going to need another sneak roll. I was, I was hoping, yeah, I figured my natural sneaking, even mm-hmm. if, as I am correct, I have no more sneaky, sneaky points to spend. But you know, we'll, well see. that means you you at least then don't have to roll twice for each of you. There you go. Only one of you <laughs> has to roll. Yeah. All right. So straight up. That's a four. That's a four. All right. So you you continue to follow them, and they are like it seems like they are searching more and more desperately. Mm-hmm. Um, how long do you think you're going to track them for? Um. What what time do you estimate we started this following? Um, I think by the time that you got to this neighborhood and then you kind of had your interaction with them and then they walked off. I don't know. It's probably 10 a.m. Okay. I think, do you think she's close enough to overhear or do you think she's close enough? Because it sounds like I can at least see on their faces that like they, 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 they're not finding what they're looking for. They don't know where to look potentially. Am I close enough to hear what they're saying? They're not saying much, honestly. Like okay. it seems like they all know exactly what they're doing, and they're not having any luck. And I think the guy, okay. I think the the older man is getting more and more frustrated that they're not finding anything, and I think the other two are getting more and more frustrated that they're still out here wandering yeah. the streets of this neighborhood. Okay, um, so I think after we'll say like half an hour, mm-hmm. I think Francis is going to cut the loss and not try to confront them. On her, on her own with Rose potentially a few minutes back behind at best. So I think, yeah, I'm going to try to hang back and, and reconnect. Okay. Um, I think just before you decide to call it, they turn down a street and they, like, walk into a building. Um, uh. It's a pretty large building, actually. And you see that on the outside, there's a sign that says, Brio et fil... Importateurs de vin, 
which is mm. Brio and Sons wine importers. Yeah. And they, they walk through the door. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, that changes things. But I don't know how much... I'm not likely to overhear anything, I think, if I follow them in there. I think if someone walks in, they would be treated as a customer um, and wouldn't be able to just eavesdrop. So I think I'm going to take note of exactly where this is. Do you have any in, um, investigative skills that you think relate to what you would know about, like, the wine importing business? Um, The only one that I have is the one that is a little bit nebulous, which is the inspiration, which is not wine specifically, but I can sometimes make connections. Well, no, inspira- that's intuition. Inspiration is to inspire others. Oh, okay. Scratch that. I think you used to have intuition. I think you're right. Um, then unless I'm used to sitting in society parties where people talk about this that I don't think I do. Okay. Um, so do you Can think I make you'll... a loop around to take a sniff around the building and then head head back? Uh, yeah, you can. Um, you want to make me a sense trouble test? Sure. You want to add anything to it? Yeah, because I think I, I recently got a little bit better at that. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, what would you like to spend and, um... I don't even think you really need to explain it because it's yeah. I think your 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 primed. Your ears are perked. Your nose is perked. Um, mm. You know what you're smelling for. Wouldn't it be terrible if Frances got a cold this morning when she woke up and realized <laughs> she couldn't smell a damn thing? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and spend two. Okay, go ahead and roll. Uh, that is a four on the die, so six total. Okay, you do catch a faint <gasps> whiff of honeydew. No. Oh. Fart. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. God dang it. Did, because I want to follow it. I want to just start following it um, because I'm going to lose the trail if I don't try to follow as much as I can. Um, You think it's coming just through like a, or you think it's coming through a window in the building that's just cracked just a little bit. And it's really just a very faint smell. Okay. Uh, Um, Has Rose caught up with her yet? Or I think you were were sticking away, right? You were like, you didn't really know where she was going to be. So I don't think you have. Okay, yeah. How high up is this window? Uh, Ground level. It's not a tall tall building. It's It's a wide building. Can I just try to look in? Yeah, sure. It looks like what you would expect to see for a wine storage facility. Mm-hmm. Um, there are cases of what you would assume is bottled wine kind of filling most of this place. Um, in the center of the floor, there's like a large storage rack containing wine barrels or what you assume are wine barrels. Mm. And I think you see the three of them in there, like walking in. Oh, so if I if I had to if it's ground level and I was trying to like I think I would try to like casually peep in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll keep walking until I'm past the window, okay. and then I'm gonna stop. Okay. Um, and just in case, I'm gonna whip out the sketchbook, pretend to be sketching a beautiful collection of trash in the street. Okay. And see if I can overhear anything from the open window. Uh, no, the room inside is too big, and they're not yelling, so. Yeah, okay. Okay. So they are up to something. Okay. 
I'm going to seek out Rose at this point. Okay. All right. So we're going to cut away from the, t- from you find Rose, but we're going to cut away yeah. from the two of you and back to Genevieve and Percy. And so the two of you make it to the park. There are a lot fewer people at the park today. Um, it's just, a, you know, it's just as nice a day, but it's a weekday now. And so there aren't as many people that are enjoying the park. Um, and so you, you're able to kind of walk around without, like, it's pretty easy to kind of walk in areas where there you don't see anyone else. Um, are you looking for anything in particular? I mean, um, obviously you're looking for the thing you're looking for, but like, are you are you going about it in any particular way? I want to go back to where we were the first time, or the area mm. where like Monet and Cicely said they saw it. Okay. Um, and also definitely smelling very carefully. Mm-hmm. Also, like, looking at the ground for any sign of, like, weird tracks of any sort, or sure. blood, or... <laughs> Arms. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, any people who look uneasy. Like, okay. they may have just seen something. <laughs> Alright, so you start searching around, and I think after 15 minutes or so, you're kind of vaguely back in the same area that you were before, but you're kind of, like, in a place where there's, like, a, li- a few more trees, and you don't really see anybody around, and you both suddenly, kind of at the same time, probably look at each other, smell a horrible, <gasps> horrible odor. <gasps> it's the strongest you've smelled it yet. It's rank... Like the smell of wet fur or some sort of body odor, but paired with that sickly sweet smell of honeydew. It is extremely upsetting. And I need you both to roll me a sense trouble test, please. Oh no. Oh boy. Oh boy. It's in the tree. Alright, I'm gonna spend two. Okay. Um and what does that represent for you, do you think? That's a great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> My desire to sense trouble. <laughs> he loves trouble. Yeah. yeah, so when we spend like this, is it supposed to be like, here's why I'm prepared? No, I think it's, I think it's anything, right? It can be, mm-hmm. this is why I'm particularly prepared right now. It can be, this is why I'm decent at sensing trouble in general. Like, it's, I think it's, it can be anything, any explanation. It doesn't have to be like, yeah. why am I great right now? It's just like... What do these points represent for you? It can be like your history sneaking around your own estate or something like that, or like, or like you know, make you know, every night that you go out, you try to avoid the gendarme. Like what, whatever you want it to be, it's fine. I I think for Percy, it's actually that he he has the satisfaction now. He's always been a watcher, you know. He's always looked for things, and right now he has the satisfaction of he thinks he has found the thing he's looking for. Mm-hmm. And I also think he didn't have. They didn't have all that much to go on before. So I think there was a bit of him that did not really know what to do with this. He kind of thought they were going to wander around, see if they see something. The guys they spoke to seemed to be a dead end to him. Um, Mm -hmm. And so now that there's something concrete, it's a little bit invigorating. Okay, sounds good. Um, And uh, so go ahead and roll. Four. So that's a six. Six total. Okay. And what about you, Genevieve? I'm going to spend one. And uh, I think it's kind of similar like i think genevieve has been getting increasingly frustrated at their inability to like figure out what's going on she was extremely frustrated by that horrible man (laughs) yes jules brio who insulted her and (laughs) um (laughs) just wandering around the park like not seeing any clues but like desperately trying to smell something now immediately as we smelled this it was like oh a clue (laughs) <laughs> and also, oh God. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. All right. Um, all right, go ahead and roll. 
Three, so four. Okay, so both of you smell this, and I think you both look at each other kind of knowingly immediately, and then you both kind of turn to look for where, whatever the source of this is, wherever it's coming from. And I think kind of bounding towards you, <gasps> like kind of around the trees and moving extremely fast, like much <gasps> faster than it looks like it should be able oh, to move. hell. Is oh, no. a, a creature that is bald but bewhiskered with a disproportionately large head for its tiny little neck um, and kind of like with an arched back that is the only way to describe its movement is scuttling. Oh. Is this creature that you've only ever seen in this strange drawing that Claude Monet did for you, but you immediately know what it is. And this thing is, its it has claws on its hands and feet, and its entire body is spattered with blood. And its two beady black eyes are locked in on you, and you would swear that it despises you with every fiber of its being. And that is where we are going to end our story for now. (laughs) No! Wow. (laughs) I I love it. No. Don't I like knew it was going to rip me feelings. apart. Oh, <laughs> I don't feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel good about it. Also, there's definitely going to be a dead body around there, right? It's oh, covered yeah. in blood oh, yeah. as well. What if so. it's Monet? <gasps> oh, <no. laughs> it make it. What if it's Monet? Poor Claude. <laughs> Genevieve's Less. never going to get that invite. I'll never improve. <laughs> I know. Uh, but hey, I can sell that drawing now he made of that creature. His <laughs> <laughs> final work we were, could be worth true. even more. <laughs> oh. Yikes. This podcast was created using the Yellow King RPG by Pelgrane Press and is based on an adventure written by Robin D. Laws, both used under the Pelgrane Press limited community use policy, along with the music from the Yellow King Suite written by James Semple. Our intro music was composed and produced by Jean-Luc Bouchard. You can find more information about the nature of my game podcast at NOMG Podcast on Twitter and Instagram or at nomgpodcast.com. To support us on Patreon, please visit www.patreon.com slash nomgpodcast. <laughs>